are now listening to an exclusive interview only on uclaradio.com. So I think Spencer is ready to welcome them on right now. So let me bring on the two guys who are the architects to the earliest major ever to hit Long Island. I know it's going to be a rough week. The weather hasn't looked great for you guys. But we got Craig Courier, the former superintendent over at Bethpage Black, and Mike Hadley, the current superintendent at Bethpage Black. Between the two of you guys, how many U.S. Opens have you guys uh, co-run and overseen at this point? Go ahead, Mike. Well, I haven't run any U.S. Opens. Uh, I've just been a part of the two in 2002 and 2009 uh, under Craig's supervision. And, Craig, I know you've done 2002, 2009. You've been up in Pittsburgh when they had it there. You've traveled all across. So the amount of experience the two of you have had between all the PGA Tour events, I think we're in pretty good shape for this week. Yeah, the, the, the black horse is in great hands with Mike and, uh, and Andy Wilson over there. If it would ever stop raining up here, it's uh, literally just stopped a little while. How much rain did you actually get over there, Mike? Uh, I haven't checked the gauge in the last 10 minutes, but we're about an inch and a half. Or about close to an inch. Yeah, it's been cold up here too, Spencer. I mean, it was. I felt like it was going to snow today. It was so cold. It was in the mid-40s all day. It's, but the, the forecast for the Thursday through Sunday looked pretty good, so hopefully they uh, these guys will get a dry weekend in. Listen, I remember it was raining that badly in 2009, and we got through it, and we had a pretty exciting tournament, so I got to think we'll be okay, but talk about how big of a difference it is for both of you, considering the last time, it's never been this early. May, they pushed up the date this year, and when they gave you guys the tournament of the PGA Championship, the intention was always for it to be during the summer. Now that's in May, how did that change the preparation for the last 12 months? Well, I don't think this one, Craig, it's, uh, you know, we've focused more on uh, how we're going to get the course going in a championship shape in, uh, you know, a short amount of time in the spring. And the winter was kind to us, and the spring has not been. It's just been cool and wet and wet lately. But really our preparation starts previous years, and, and the, everything we do in the fall is really – what's important to how the course is going to be in the spring. So we've, uh, you know, that, that was our focus and keeping things firm, maybe doing some less aeration and, and a little more fertilizing in the rough early on in the season to get that going than we would normally do. So comparing it to what a U.S. Open caliber Beth Page Black is, you're thinking one, two under par is going to be a winning score. How do you guys think this week plays out? I know it's probably a little bit easier of a course relative to what it could be for a U.S. Open, knowing that the PGA likes birdies, they like eagles, they like excitement, rather than the course dominating the weekend. Well, I was over there today watching some guys hit shots, and I mean, the difference between now and certainly June and then when August, when the Beth Page has hosted all the other tournaments, it's... uh, I mean, it is going to be a lot colder. The ball doesn't fly as far. Uh, the winds are a little different. They're more out of the north this time of year. Uh, I mean, I the course is longer than it was in 09. I, I mean, if they play every back tee out there, I, I think these guys are in for a long week. It's uh, I saw Danny Dalen, a local pro, who's a pro here at Fresh Meadow, who qualified. Um, you know, he said he was hitting three woods in the par fours today out there. It, it, 
you know, and rescue. So, if, you know, if, if these guys miss the fairways out here, it's, 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 I think they're in for a long week. And going off of that, Tiger said it today after his practice round that he hit driver on a par four, was in the fairway, still had 250, took out a three wood, didn't get there, hit a five wood, still didn't get there. Do you think the PGA is happy if that's going to be the typical style of play, considering that's what we kind of expect for the U.S. Open, but not really for the PGA Championship? Uh, I think the, the PGA Championship, unlike the USGA, doesn't focus doesn't want the focus to be on the setup of the course. They want it to be on the play and the players, and 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 so I don't think that they're not gonna, they're not going to set it up easy. But it's not going to be an impossible challenge. The course is there, right in front of you. It's just a tough test, no matter you know really what time of year or when you play. Uh, so it's scores could be. The, the guys have been around the course a few times now and have been here for a few other events, so that it's a little more familiar. They got a uh, you know a book on the course now, so they might be able to score a little better. But as Craig said, the conditions really weather is going to play. A lot into it and the guy who's coming off a victory at the major was tiger he just dominated the masters i think it was the best television golf i've seen in a long time he's the favorite going into this week and a really strong field around him how do you prepare for the spectators knowing the gallery that follows tiger how into golf new york is and how big the sport has grown in the last 12 months alone yeah, I don't think there's a you know much change as far as how we how we do our job as a golf course superintendent. The PGA of America might have a little more security around when when Tiger's around, but uh, it's we're set up for large crowds and we have you know they have huge ticket sales, so it, it it's a big event even regardless of if Tiger's there or not. Yeah, and the the black is such a massive course. I mean, it it, it can handle it. So, I mean, you know, in the in the setup that the PGA set up out there, it's really awesome. So there's, you know, it's gonna it's. I think on the weekend uh, there's gonna be uh, it's gonna be exciting when that place is full. It'll be good to hear the the crowds out there getting all boisterous. And now, just from your guys' personal opinions, having watched golf, knowing what the course is currently like, do you think Tiger can contend and win this week? Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, listen, at Augusta, the fairways are big. There's no rough. I know he's been driving it better, but I just, I mean, you've really got it. I think the guy who drives is the best is going to win. I mean, if, if you miss the fairway out there, like I said, I mean, you're, when you're when you're having 200-plus yards in these par fours, if you're in the rough, I saw some guys today on number two, which is the shortest par four out there. I saw a couple guys hitting the rough. I mean, they couldn't knock it on the green, so... Uh, I think driving the ball is going to be an absolute premium. So, I mean, uh, driving in Tiger's, I wouldn't say is the strongest point. So, I, I don't know. I I can't see him winning, but straight, I wouldn't. I mean, it's hard to bet against the guy. But I agree with that. You you know, you can never count him out. And if he gets hot, it's definitely it's possible. And I'm sure we'd like to see it. A lot of people would like to see it, but. Uh, there's so many good players on tour now, it's, it's hard to pick one that's going to uh, clear favorite. All right. Thank you guys for coming on. Ben, Spencer's co-host here. Uh, and some recent news, one of golf's brightest stars just dropped out in uh, Justin Thomas. Uh, how do you think that impacts the week of the whole, as a whole? And would you have had him as one of the favorites? 
I would have had him as one of the favorites. You say he just dropped out? Yeah, Justin Thomas just announced his uh, wrist injuries preventing him from playing in the field this weekend. The former PGA champion is out this year. Uh, that's, that's sad to hear. Um, yeah, no, he would have certainly been a guy that, to, to look at. I mean, I, I saw DJ and Rory, they were playing together out there. I mean, DJ, he drives so good. I mean, he's a guy that certainly has to be, I would think, one of the one of the favorites as good as he drives it. And then, yeah, I think there's. A, sorry, I was going to say. So you're talking about driver, and that's kind of the focus here. Is I think of the best drivers on the tour right now. You're talking about Roy. You're talking about DJ. You're talking about Justin Thomas. Obviously, would you both agree then that if you can't drive the ball this week, you have no chance of winning? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I think I think Kepka's a guy. You gotta. I mean, he's another awesome driver of the golf ball. And, I mean, just kills it. I, like I said, if, it, if the weather stays like it is, as cold as it is, I think length is going to be a big, big factor. So, I mean, I, I would think the Bombers would definitely uh, have a big advantage if it stays like this. So, going off of that, both of you guys been around the game for a long time. Uh, besides the obvious attention that Tiger has brought to the sport recently, there's been a surge in interest. Is there anything else you guys think can pinpoint the reason why? It's become so relevant again, golf in the major media markets and in overall sports world. I think golf's in good hands right now. You got a lot of young superstars. I mean, uh, Kepka, Steve, Thomas, you know, all, all those those young guys. So uh, I think, you know, them winning the Ryder Cup there a couple of years ago, not this past one, but, you know, sparked a little interest. Uh, you know, and obviously, with, like you said, what Tiger's done is. Uh, is huge for golf so i mean nobody nobody makes a bigger impact than tiger so yeah and hopefully golf's on an uptick that would be uh be good for everyone in the business yeah and i think the rearranging of the schedules and the majors it creates more of a compact season where it you don't have a big lull in the middle between majors and uh the interest stays high and you roll in from one major to the next all right. So New York is known to be one of the most difficult places to play on the tour. Uh, from like talk about the fans' interaction with Sergio, uh, often support for uh, Tiger and Phil, and the overall just ruthlessness of the fans. How do you think that'll impact the play? I, I think these guys aren't kind of maybe expected when they come here, but they they're trained to block things out and 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 focus on their game maybe it affected Sergio back in 02 but now that that we've gone through that I think uh I think the guys can focus on what they need to do and and play and let the fans just do their their thing all right so uh, also the golf world has gotten a bit younger more conscious about their physical bodies the whole training for the sport has changed a lot since Tiger back when he was training with Navy SEALs do you foresee that as a trend for all golfers in the future uh, for both the professional and amateur levels? Uh, definitely. As, as we speak, I'm, I'm actually at the John Andrus Golf Fitness Academy, uh, which is a specialized gym for he's having a little reception tonight with the PGA here. I mean, all you, not, all you see now is young kids with their coaches, trainers. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I think golf in the, back in the day when, you know, you had guys like Craig Stadler playing, you know, I think people thought of golf as just being a overweight, you know, I mean, now it's, these guys are 
you know, fitness freaks, these guys. I mean, you look at Dustin Johnson and some of these guys are some of the best athletes in the world. So uh, I think the training is, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to stop. I think it's just going to keep expanding. Yeah, I agree. And then for this week, if you guys had to make picks, who are you guys taking to win the tournament? Who's a guy who's under the radar that you think their game translates really well here? And who's a big name who we don't think will make it to the weekend? Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, yeah I mean, a lot of those guys we talked about earlier is favorites, you know, DJ, Kepka, Rory, uh, some of the longer hitters. Uh, I got to say, you know, Mickelson's been out here, and he's probably put in more time than anybody I've seen so far. So, and he has one second place in both the majors at Beth Page. So, I'd like to give him a chance. But uh, the guy that's not going to make the cut, you know, it's, it's a tough call. I don't know. It's, it's crazy as Phil hits his driver sometimes. I can see him missing the cut. Really, True. it's uh, either way. I mean, everyone says it's early in the year and the festival's not up. Uh, you don't want to miss the fairways out there. I, I promise. It's uh, yeah, I, I, I could see Phil missing the cut. I mean, Justin Rose hasn't been playing real good lately, but I mean, he's another guy that really grinds it out on those hard golf courses. He's another guy you could see sneak up there. I think. So, Craig, the last tournament you were the head of was the Northern Trust at Glen Oaks, my home course. Uh, ended in one of the best playoffs that golf has seen when Dustin took that line and he goes way over the water. I know you were very nervous and very concerned that the guys figured out that was an option, but take us through that entire setup and that tournament and how it all played out from your point of view. Um, what's funny, that's the one hole a lot of the guys complained about all week. And as a matter of fact, no one all week actually hit it over the water. Uh, the, the prevailing wind that week was a little bit into the, into the face that week. So, uh, you know, as that playoff was going on, I mean, Dustin had just played the whole 20 minutes before that hit it way out to the right, had it chipped down, got up and down for a great four to, to force a playoff. And then, you know, I think he got on the tee and the wind had died down to nothing. And he just decided you know, I mean, if you know you can carry a 305, you got plenty of room left and right. He just went for it, had a little flip wedge in and made an easy birdie to win. Um, I, I was worried guys were going to just hit it over there all week long. He was actually the only guy to do it all week. So you got to, you know, you got to tip your hat to him and, uh, you know, he had enough courage to go for it in, in a playoff and went, got the win. In addition, both of you guys can uh, talk about this part is that your job is such a fraternity of guys. It's guys who communicate with one another, go through the aspects of what you think is working well growing out and which is the best setup for this course. And anytime the PGA comes around, everyone rallies around that guy and helps him. Talk about how that really works and the communication between the different superintendents. Uh, go ahead, Mike. You can tell them how many guys you got working over there this week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have, uh, you know, about 100 volunteers in, in addition to our, you know, 60 park staff, or give or take, and a lot of superintendents from the island, from all over the world, really, are here to help and be part of this event, and it's, they're great contacts, and, and it, it goes on from beyond the tournament to uh, being able to call guys up and ask advice and go visit courses and and really share information about how to how we can all succeed in the business. So it, it is a fraternity that, you know, we really help each other out when we can. And, 
and it, it's a it's a great thing to be part of, and it's great to, that everyone is willing to lend a hand and, and and just wants to be part of a good championship and a good tournament. All right, cool yeah, stuff. Real, yeah. go ahead. What's that? Yeah, no, like like Mike said, it's uh it's unlike a lot of businesses. It's it's very rare you see the you know the club down the street or the business down the street sending you over some guys to help you out for the week in any way they can so it's uh it's really good in that way it's a great business and like like mike's you know it's got guys from all over the country guys from all over long island helping them out it's uh it's a fun week these guys get to work hard and show off all their uh, their hard work they've worked for years to prep this place so uh it's uh i and i you know mike when i was at beth page was one of the first guys that ever started one of my first in interns ever you know and to watch him work his way all the way through the ranks to host the pga championship it's just a it's a real neat thing to see and i mean personally couldn't be prouder of mike and all the guys over there have done a great job over there great stuff well, thanks for that great <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great stuff so um with tony romo taking part last weekend the at&t byron nelson and steph curry making a few appearances on the tour as an amateur in the past uh what big name stars from others with with them joining the field? Big name stars from other sports. How much do you think that promotes the game? And it also, how much credibility does it give to to the game since it shows how difficult it truly is, not only to compete but make the cut at these events? Yeah, I mean, I personally, I think it, you know it's definitely a, a ticket grab. Hopefully, trying to draw some attention. I mean, I mean Steph Curry, though. I mean, I, you know, those guys are impressive. Him and Romo, I mean, they really do have a lot of game. I mean, those guys can compete. But, I mean, you know, when you're talking about the best guys in the world and you throw those guys in, I mean, someone's probably missing a spot that could probably have a chance to do something. But it's, uh, you know, it certainly gets people to come out and see him. It's, uh, to see another star come out and play another game is, is pretty impressive, though. Yeah, I think you can draw fans that would never watch golf or Steph Curry fans or Romo fans and, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden they're, they find themselves watching a golf tournament because they're uh, just fans of, of those players. So it, it's good good for the game. So I, I'm, I'm all for it. So, Craig, we got uh, some listener questions coming in for both of you guys. The first one is about what's your guys' philosophy on green speed for the amateurs and the non-professional players, and how do you pick pins in relation to preparing for guys like that versus the professional players who you have coming this week for Mike? Well, I, I, I'd almost bet the, the golf pro Glenn Oaks asked that question. Um, <laughs> well, when we have tournaments at Glen Oaks, and around, I mean, you know, a lot of these members and clubs around the area, they all like to say they have the fastest greens and the hardest hole locations. And so, you know, I, I don't want to let anyone down. So we certainly try and fulfill that for them. So if we have a member guest, uh, you know, we, we, we make it real challenging for them. Yeah. And I have, uh, you know, a few more rounds, uh, when the public is open than, than Craig would have over at his place. So, we can't always push the greens during a regular year, non-tournament year, that that far, just with the amount of play that we get. So, but in the tournament year, it's really fun to get it, uh, you know, as fast as you can, and really, and really is is smooth and just create your the best surface you can for the pros is what you're trying to do. You try to do that for the public too, but there are limitations due to the the fact that you have so much play and and you can't. You can't push them as far as you can normally for a, for a big event like this. 
And final question. I don't know if Mike knows this story yet, but Craig, a listener passed along uh, a rumor about your own golf game, about what may or may not have happened recently, in which on your own course at eight of white, you had a putt in a match for the win and the ball somehow missed the hole and went all the way off the green. Do you think this is a true rumor or do you want to try to deny it? Oh, no, no. I definitely put it off the green. I was I was going to rope trying to make the birdie. I mean, like I said, that's one of those hole locations where uh, if you get aggressive, you're going to knock it off the green. So I, I, I can fully uh, admit to knocking it off the green. Well, thank you guys so much. I know you guys have got to be up early tomorrow morning getting ready for these guys to try to rip up your course. But uh, we're rooting for some carnage this week in the booth and hoping the course wins over the players. I think, right, it's gonna, I think it's going to. All right. Thank you, Spencer. Thank you guys so much. Good talking to you. Thank you. All right. You too. Bye-bye.